we about to do now. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to Turn It Up, a brand new show featured on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Turn It Up is all about independent recording artists of all kinds, R&B, rap, jazz, soul, gospel, even country. But the primary reason for Turn It Up is to feature and help independent artists that take it to the next level by showcasing the music, sharing studio recording tips and tricks, to help your track stand out like the pros, and industry information to help you choose the right path and keep you in the game. Every week, we bring you new artists, industry insiders, and fresh new tracks that you won't be able to hear anywhere else. The truth is, if you're an independent artist trying to make it in the music biz, you need all the help you can get. So let's stop playing. Get your demo together and get ready to turn it up. If you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. Here's the number, 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Good to be back. This is the first show of 2012 of Turn It Up on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. Look, we got a great show for you today. Today, we're going to do a little something different. We're going to actually just talk about studio tips and tricks and everything you need to know to get started as a fledgling producer or if you're a recording artist that's just taking matters into your own hands. Today with us, we have my co-host, The Leo. Say hello. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and D.T. Lamont, one of our favorite producers in the business today. Uh, thank you very much, Mike, man. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. And Happy New Year to everybody. And I uh, hope you're having a great one so far. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. A good gift. Yeah, you had a whole six days to make it happen. So, <laughs> you know, and we're also waiting still for Michael Ayers to call in. So hopefully he will uh, be calling in shortly as well. But we're going to get right into it. You know, um, we are going to talk about really what it takes to become an independent producer or recording artist and some of the uh, tips and tricks as well as some of the tools of the trade that you'll need to get started. And, um DT, why don't you go ahead and get us started with telling us a little bit about um, how you first started, some of the software you used, and, and what you needed to get yourself um, really set up as a studio to begin um, working and recording. Really, the first thing I used was a, a little $100 keyboard. It was a Yamaha uh, something or another. You don't, you don't need much to get started. I started with a... a uh, analog four track and basically you just record one track it might be a drum loop the next track might be a bass line next track piano next track vocal then you got to get creative to get get yourself some more tracks but um right. as far as starting to move towards the more professional you know way to go uh was was pro tools as far as the the main digital workstation that I use. Now, tell us, what does Pro Tools actually do for someone who's recording? Um, it does everything, really. Uh, there isn't anything. It does everything from video editing to um, you just hook a mic up and record your vocal. It does. It has MIDI. Um, so you can you can start at ground zero and have a completed project all the way through just using nothing but Pro Tools if you wanted to. Now, does Pro Tools have any samples or pre-recorded content? I believe so. Oh, yes. okay. But yes, they have a, you know bundle packages and things like that. Yes, yes, they definitely okay. do. Okay, great, great. Now, um, Lamar, the Leo, yeah. you got into this, I guess, because you got tired of waiting to be able to go to the studio, so you started doing what you could on your own, but well, you started could- off. I actually started off doing things myself. Like I mean, from even even as a as a small child, I would take like two radios and hold them against each other so I can get more track. You know how you saying you gotta be creative to get more track. <laughs> right. I mean, I started off banging on top of a broke radio with an antenna and beatboxing the beat, and then I would go and play that same beat that I just beatboxed right beside another radio that's recording. I mean, I got ghetto to the third power. <laughs> I like the MacGyver of recording. At really? least in the beginning, that's the way it was. It was, you know, anything to get your own and get that idea out, you know. Right. Hey, Leo, remember when we used to record in the uh, 18-wheeler? Oh, yeah. In an 18-wheeler? What was yeah. that? I used to drive uh, a truck cross country, but uh, you know I couldn't lead the music alone, so I took everything with me, had it in the back. Wow! Like a cigarette lighter. Still part of the back of the Mills Mall, right on in front of Potomac Mills Mall, right back at Silver Diner. Wow! And we'd sit there and just do songs. Record. Really, really. Now, tell us what you're using now, DT, and um, how you've come along. But uh, And also, after you tell us what you're using and explain how that works, 
I, I want you to go right into um, what someone can start with and what's the best way to get started as well. But I want to hear what you're doing right now. Really, the um, right now what I'm doing, I use Reason, and I feed it through Pro Tools, through uh, Rewire. And explain uh, to everyone what Reasons is and what it does. What Reason is is that's what you want to. Uh, that's what you make a lot of your tracks on, as far as uh, the music is concerned. Reason also uh, they recently came out with Reason Record, uh, which you can do audio, but I mainly just use it for uh, my instrumentals. You can do, you know, everything on there: bassline, synth, the whole nine. Now, um, you found this software at a music store, or did you download it? How did you get started with the software itself? I went to Music and Art. No, not Music and Art. I'm sorry. I went to uh, the Guitar Center for that one. Uh, and that's where I get through most of my things. Uh, the Guitar Center, you can also get it online. Um, and Pro Tools, you can actually download Pro Tools online also. Right, right. And um, what about you, um now, what, what did you do to start? Actually, well, I started with, off with, with um, you know, on keyboard first, mm-hmm. and then it, then it moved up to um, using Fruity Loop. The Fruity Loop was the first beat making right. uh, program that I worked on, and then from there I took it to Reason, and, and used uh, and I used Adobe Audition for my recording. Now, why did you move from Fruity Loops to Reason? Reason just had a lot more to offer. Fruity Loops was kind of like a beginner's, right? Uh, you know, kind of get you get you used to um, how the whole beat making process is. It's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people have to reason. It's basically the same concept. Just it might look a little more complicated, but it's basically the exact same concept. Now, yeah. with reason, is it like um, dropping samples or sound files that you create? into a sequencer to, to make them pair up in yeah. doing that in tracks? Okay. Exactly. Reason has some, has some um, samples, too. But if you if you want to do your own sampling, I usually do my sampling from my recording program. This mm-hmm. is a dope. I used to use uh, was it Cool Edit, I think it was, I used to use. Back when I was using uh, the Fruity Loops, I was using Cool Edit. Mm-hmm. And I would uh, do my sampling, and then I would take whatever I sampled back through Reason and use it in Reason to build the beat around the sample. And then go right back into the recording program to do your vocals. That's basically exactly what I'm doing now, but I'm using Reason and Adobe Audition. Now, um, DT, when you started out, um, you were just doing this on your own, and then you actually you took a course and you started learning a little bit more about how to record properly and set up your studio. Um, give us some basics of um, how a person would start out. Let's say they have equipment. They've got the computer. They've got the mics. Um, what should they do um, to, to set their studio up or their space in order to make it um, a, a beneficial recording environment? I would say if they know nothing at all, then I would say go take a course because <laughs> there's so so much that can go wrong as far as you plugging the wrong thing into this and plugging the wrong thing into that. You could end up shorting out your whole thing and wasting all your money just because you plug something 
into the wrong thing. Now, most of the new equipment nowadays has uh, bypasses and things like that to stop it, but, you know, you can't be too sure, so you got to... Um, and you can research all of this stuff online. Whatever you want to know, you know, you can just Google and start your search from there. But what I like to do is go to uh, soundonsound.com. They have a lot of free articles on anything that you want to know about. You can go there. And, and, you know, they have a lot of professionals, not just, you know, people off the street. They have, you know, people with track records who write free articles and, and they break it down. Oh, that's great. That's great. And um, what I want to do real quick is I, I want to go ahead and put some music in there as well. And um, I um, I had been looking for this track for a while. I lost it, and I finally found it. Um, this track you did um, with, I, I almost remembered her name, um, but it's called Dreamcatcher. Do you remember Nicole. that? Brittany, Brittany Nicole. Nicole. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, this is one of the first tracks that just sort sort of just blew me away, man. When I when I heard this, man, I, I said to myself, "This is just so polished through and through." Yeah. Um, you know, I had to just give you your props as a producer and arranger and everything else I could think of. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, I appreciate. Let's it. hear that, and we'll come back and, and we'll talk a little bit about your production style as well as um, how you were able to produce this track as well. Right okay. after this. Yeah. 
And I heard you. <laughs> yeah. You're going to catch me in the zone, if it, though. You can't play that. Uh-huh. <laughs> catch me in the zone. I'll be hitting yeah. her up and everything right with her. Now, I'm you. you to, at least. You, <laughs> in my mind, I sound just like her. <laughs> now, now uh, DT, last time we talked with you about that, you said that um, you guys uh, laid that down in just one evening, wasn't it? Uh, she laid down her vocals in one evening. Right. Wow. Yeah, she came. She came in, and uh, and we didn't even. I had a song. I had. I just had the beat. We didn't have an idea, but the beat by itself, I had called it Catcher. I don't know why. That's just how it sounded. So I called it that. <laughs> okay. So she uh she came in and listened to it a little bit. And so she starts singing a little bit, and then she said, Dream Catcher. And then, so the funny thing is the the song title came first, and then everything came after that. Wow. <laughs> you know, and that usually doesn't happen, but, you know. So what about the lyrics that you, you rapped? Where'd that come from? That was a combination. I think I wrote, uh, I think I wrote maybe one verse first. Had no idea about uh, what hook I was going to do, but I just knew that with the beat and the verse I had so far, I wanted my cousin Brittany on it. So, yeah, that's awesome. So after she added her part, then I went back and re-edited my first verse and then wrote my other two after that. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk a little bit about composition. 
Now, how do you structure your music? You talked about um, some of the pieces that are laid down. Now, how do you lay it out? And, and tell us a little bit about the structure and um, what people should be doing when they create music and beats, so forth and so on. A lot of it is listening to listening to what you have from a third-party point of view. Pretend like you didn't do it. That's not your baby. That's not your song. You didn't write that. And when you're listening to it, are, are you going to get bored at any part? But having said that, there is definitely structure to it. Um, Take us all the way a, through. Let's start with an intro and right. take us to the the hook, the breakdown, and anything else that you generally put in your music that sort of puts your signature on it. That's a good question because you, I don't even know what my signature is because my signature is switching it up so much. Right. So, so you don't just do it. I try. I, right. I try not to have any rules. Mm-hmm. But so when I have an intro, I don't. I have loose rules like don't make the intro too long because people don't have time to listen to that. Right. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So don't make the intro too long. It's got to be catchy straight off the jump. Wow. And and then you know it depends on the song. Some people start off with the hook. You might want to start off with the verse. You know, it really depends on the song. Right, right. And, and Michael, to other... Michael Ayers has just joined us, I believe. Michael, is that you there? No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll have him on shortly. Um, and that, that yeah. may be our producer calling yeah, in. Right. Yes. Now, hold up, man. This is the first the first show of the new year. We gotta we gotta we gotta hit hit these people with something brand spanking new. <laughs> I heard from the grapevine through the grapevine <laughs> that you be getting down on the on the beach. Mhm. Well so, um we gonna have to get hit everybody with an exclusive. I, I'm a little timid, so I'm, I'll I'll start off with something. Um, yeah, I produced music a long time ago, even before I started this show. And it's funny because my intention in producing music was always, it was to, to entertain myself. But I also, because I do voiceovers, had always thought of music that's used for commercials. So my stuff is a little different. This isn't the kind of thing that you'd hear on the show often, and um, this isn't the kind of music most people would listen to, but I just tried to to um, create a uh, something that would be catchy, and that's it. <laughs> it's just oh. catchy, you know what I mean? And it's just music, because uh-huh. I don't sing, all right? Okay. And, and if y'all right. hear something with some singing on it, I didn't do it. <laughs> 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 but... Um, Here's a little track, and I'll just let it play, and you guys can um, tell me what you think. But it's just something I thought was catchy and kind of upbeat that would make a a good music bed for, you know, like a commercial or something. Now, hold on now, hold on now. This is a turn it up
Wow. That was a turn up exclusive. Yes, sir. Hey, Mike. Yeah, that was Mike. good. Why you been holding out, Mike? <laughs> you been holding out. <laughs> For a while like, now. Yeah, it was. When the guitar yeah. kicked in. Did you get the Yo. thing that I got when the yeah, guitar kicked in? Yeah, scrunched up. Did you smell it? Yeah, I yeah, it's like it. you were sniffing. Like you, you smell something that stank. Yeah. That drum was put so it, tight. Put it that on the radio. So Mike put it on the radio, man. He ain't even going to say excuse me. He ain't even going to say excuse me. Yeah. He's just going to leave us to marinate in the funk. Yeah, just just funky. Hey, that's where stuck face come, came from. When you hear a bass line or a, or a guitar lick, yeah. anything like that, it just make your face just... That was nasty. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, um, I did this with a, a program called EJ. I downloaded the first copy off the Internet for free. And um, then I went out and I found it and I purchased it. And what it does is it allows you to take um, the samples and sequence them and put them on a timeline, so to speak. And right. um, you can you can create your own samples. You can use the royalty-free samples that are in there as well. And um, And I was just playing around with it. I mean, trying to get uh-huh. something that, um, you know, was lighthearted and had the mood I was looking for, and, and a little jazzy, too. I was yeah. just about to say, I had, it was like a, like a nice mix of jazz and funk. Yeah. A nice mix <laughs> of jazz and funk. Because uh-huh. the, percussion, the percussion and the, the, the bass line was funk. But the, exactly. but the, uh, the, the, the flute and the, guitar, and, and, the guitar, and the guitar was funk, man. The guitar was, was disgusting. Yeah. And, and what it reminded me of is like, if you was going, they they would not, you would think they would play it in the grocery store, but it's too funky because everybody would just stop shopping. They kind of just stop and listen. You have to they show ID to go into the grocery store like it's the club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah, going too far now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can't get Cheerios wearing that. <laughs> oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. You guys are crazy. But, you know. Yeah. The, the way I started out, and I always start off the same way, is I always go with the beat, then I go with the bass line, and then I try to find um, other things to accentuate where the break would be, you know? And uh, I try to build it up that way each time. Because what, what I did is I, I first started by listening to um, music and trying to diagram it. So how many bars was the intro, you know? Then how many bars before you got to um, the hook and then kept trying to look at it and trying to replicate that by using different sounds. And and that's the way I started. Yeah. You guys, you guys are artists, but I was looking at it, I guess, from a more technical aspect of how to replicate what I heard and to also try to produce uh, music that I would like as well. But see, but that's what makes it. But see, you said you guys are artists. That's what makes you an artist because you all you did was the same thing that we've done. We've just been doing it for, for a long time, a little bit longer. Like when we listen to other people's music, there's certain things that we listen to sometimes. You know what I'm saying? A lot mm-hmm. of musicians, we listen to certain things, 
as far as like what you just said, like how many how many counts before the hook comes in, or how many counts before for an intro, or, you know, all those things matter because when you put the song together at the end, you know, you want everything to flow fluently and to make sense to the person that's listening. You know, every song it pretty much you know it might have a different message to it, it might have a different feel, but it still has the same blueprint. Right. So, that people follow, which makes something a good song, and that's why some people like uh, not not you know there, there's some rappers or even a lot of singers that might not know exactly how to put that together, and it doesn't make them less of an artist or or it doesn't uh, make them you know degrade them. What it is is that they just they, they're not inclined or they're not up on you know studying that, and that's what and it shows through through their music. You know, not everybody can make a real good song or, or make a you know a song that everybody can feel and when you have that blueprint together, that's that's the at least just like just like a car. You gotta have four wheels. You gotta have a steering wheel. You gotta have an engine. There's certain things that you got that you have to have. So And when you, you start getting too creative are, Right. You recognizing what those things are is just the beginning of you, you know, taking it to that next level. And go so, ahead and yeah, make your point, D T. You were saying when you start to get too creative, what's too creative? And tell us a little bit about that. Exactly like uh you say, well, my verse is hot. It's going to be 64 bars because that's how, that's how tight I am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or I'm going to put three different hooks in a row. Well, all you did was just make three different songs into one and cut your income <laughs> by 66%. But the funny thing, what you got to do is... When you're when you're listening to everybody, don't exact don't copy them. Just follow the basic format of the flow that you hear. Right. Don't say, oh, uh, well, Jay Z had his hook right here, so that's why I'm gonna put mine there. No, because more than likely your song isn't the same type of song that right. is, and it's not gonna fit. It has a lot to do with the feel of it too. Yeah. Right. I mean, and like with. What L was saying about, uh, you know, every car has four wheels. Well, when you see somebody getting creative and got six wheels on the car, they just riding down the street looking funny. Right, right. But at the same time, it depends on what you want to do because sometimes when you have a car with six wheels, you can make it look tight and everybody love it. Right. But is the manufacturer, is, are you going to pick up a manufacturer? No, because uh, a car with six wheels is not proven to be able to sell. Now, I want to talk a little bit about um, what a lot of folks are doing right now as far as um, mixtapes. So there are a lot of um, DJs and people that aren't really doing their own music at all, but they're taking other music and doing things with that music, and um, they're making mixtapes, and then they're they're making a lot of money. And, Mike, do we have you? Are you there, Michael? <laughs> I see somebody from Atlanta. So, Mike, if if you're ready, just jump on in whenever. He can't hear us. But he was there for a second, so we expect him soon. But what do you think about these mixtapes? And, and what's the big um, deal with them? What's the popularity of mixtapes? And why are so many people making them? And why is it becoming um, such a big trend right now? With DJs? I think it's no, mixtapes. People like to party. So I think that's what a lot of mixtapes come from. Well, you know, it's not just in see, I know a lot of artists are doing it as well, but then we see people who are um who are just DJs doing the same thing. Right. As a matter of fact, I plan on having one on the show 
who um, who's done a, a number of those mixtapes and has one coming up. And what they're doing is they're remixing music. Right. You but know? see, the thing is with DJs, DJs, like, at first, I kind of looked at DJs like, okay, well, what's the big deal about being a DJ? You're just playing somebody else's song. But the thing about it is DJs dissect music just like how you just described about, you know, and, and what they do is they do it rhyth- uh, rhyth- rhyth- uh, rhythmically. They do it. They break it down. Mm-hmm. So that's why you can hear a good mix and you'll recognize a good mix because it flows It flows perfectly. You can have a DJ do a bad mix and people will know. It'll, they'll stop dancing. It'll, they'll frustrate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, what they do is they dissect the music and they'll see what two songs have in common and it could be something very small, but they'll accentuate that very small thing and blend it and make it, you know, run just like water. Right, right. Yeah, and Mike, like Mike, about... are you there yet? I'm here, man. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Oh, all right, Mike. Uh, I don't know how much you've been able to hear, but we've been doing just a little shop talk, talking about um, various forms of music out there. And we've been talking, uh, just to get you caught up, about um, music styles, production tools, and uh, uh... way music is constructed and um you have a unique style tell us a little bit about your style and what you do when you you settle down to um produce a, a track um well it's funny that you know I'm, I'm actually speaking with you guys today because i'm in the now um mixing the record and i've been at it all day um as far as like my style that's the reason why i haven't been able to get you know in contact with you guys early as far as my style I really don't consider myself to have a style. I'm influenced by so many different forms of music. Everything mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, your old school Isaac Brothers, Donny Hathaway, to Christopher Cross, Kenny Loggins, to Lil Wayne, Drake. I listen to everything. But I mean, for me, I like to call it, I like to call it lush, you know, or analog. Um, real, I, I really can't really describe it in like specific terms, but I like to call it lush analog for a lack of a better term because mm-hmm. I'm influenced uh, sonically. Um, as far as vinyl, I grew up listening to nothing but vinyl from my dad. He was an audiophile. And, you know, the space and the expanse of the sound was very, very wide. So because of that, I like to bring that wide stereo feel to the songs and the records that I do. Um, as far as the different, you know, stuff that I use, I mean, good God, we could be here all day talking about, you know, the, the type of things that I use. From the production side of things, I'm a Spectrosonics um, fanatic you know, Stylus RMX, Omnisphere, Trillion, um, Silent, I love, Machine, I love. Um, I mean, you name it, pretty much I have it. As far as, um, you know, mixing and all the, those different tools of the trade, if you're serious about mixing, and I, I heard you guys talking a little bit, you know, about, you know, the independent thing, anybody who is an artist every day, I mean, nowadays, you have to figure that most of us are doing it on our laptops. And a lot of folks just think that, okay, well, let me make a track, let me throw some vocals on it, put a little bit of compression on it, or just throw a little plug-in like an isotope with some presets and I'm good to go. No. The art of it, the art of really mixing a record and then the art of mastering a record is two different things. I mean, everyone from your Philip Tans and your Dave Pensados on the you know, mixing side of things to your Bernie Grunman, um, who was the absolute you know, master, of mastering, for lack of a better term, or uh, um, Bruce Wadeen, who did mixing on um, Michael Jackson's record. I got the chance to speak with him not too long ago. Um, 
you know, those guys right there, it's an art form. And, you know, it, it, you're only going to be as good as the software or hardware you use. So with that in mind, um, FabFilter, anything, their FabFilter one bundle, get it. It's phenomenal. Uh, Brainworks, it's fantastic. Um, anything that they have is great. Waze is your standard that most people use, but, I mean, UAD is the higher end of things when you want to come to analog creation. Um, I mean, there's so many I mean, we could be here all day just talking about it, but those are just a few of the things that I swear by, you know, mm. as far as, like, creating the sound sonically. And, then of course, in mastering, you know, that's a whole different level of playing, but, you know, Isotope, um, Ozone 4 or 5, Advanced, I mean, I mean, there's so many different things that you could be using, but those are just a few of the things that I use, though. Now, Mike, where are you in the studio at now? Are you at Atlantic? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's funny you mentioned that. I actually just got let go from Atlantic on December 31st of now last year. So uh, really, you know, mm. I, yeah, I'm officially I'm I'm out of here like a Barry Bonds home run on steroids. So I'm gone, mm. man. But you know, okay. the great thing is, is that you know all of my music is my own. All of what I created. I mean, everything you heard from the single to um, I don't know what else that you got the chance to listen to. You listened to the work of one person, me. Right. Uh, I have to I have to create it, I have to mix it, I had to, you know, master it and finalize it. I mean, Atlantic didn't front anything. So mm. with that being said, I I keep and I retain all of the stuff that I have. They they just they didn't know what to do with me. Um it, it was it was crazy the politics that were involved in it, but they, they, they really didn't know what to and they really didn't want to do anything with me. So I'm blessed that I got the chance to leave out. But I'm in Atlanta. Right. Mm-hmm. right now and um little undisclosed location and uh <laughs> you know okay. just getting it in a, in, a, in a spot back here but yeah man this is going well i've been at it all day good good now share something with us well what did you learn through your separation with atlanta and uh, that process um that that you can share with um some of our young artists um you know what the the, the great thing is is that this past year um I really took a lot of time to study. I mean, for years in advance, like I told you in our last conversation, you know, it was an interview I saw with Shaka Khan was back when Tavis Smiley was still on BET, and he asked her what was something that you would tell artists coming up that really wanted to get in this game. And she said, if I were you, I'd learn music law, you know. And the great mm-hmm. thing is, is that, you know, know your paperwork. Know your paperwork, know what you're signing. It's a no-brainer, but some people nowadays, in particular with today's economy, a lot of folks don't want to read the fine print know what you're signing. Um, as far as what I learned from, you know, the actual being with the label, you're only going to be, you're only going to get as much done as what you are going to get done. You, yourself, the labels, they want it ready-made. Mm-hmm. They want it finalized. They want it done. Mm-hmm. They want to, they don't gamble anymore. They want a sure thing, which damn near nowadays, they want it signed, sealed, and delivered. It's been out there already the numbers are crazy like you know all they go by is numbers they don't mm-hmm. care about quality much anymore now don't get it twisted there are some labels that do and atlantic is is one of them you know they do have some high names but that's because these folks already are generating a name and numbers on their own if you're coming in fresh the measuring stick is super high i mean mm-hmm. again like i said they're, they weren't willing to put money behind me as far as the machine was concerned. Their whole philosophy was, okay, you're signed. Now, now you go make it hot. 
no, we're not giving you a budget. You make it out on your own. And if we, you, if it gets big enough on its own, then we'll do something with you as an artist. But we're not doing anything, you know, with you. Um, so, and then another thing I can stress, do for self. DIY, do it yourself. If you got the material, if you got the hardware, if you got the software, um, one of the best investments anybody can make is to purchase, you know, a MacBook computer and to get, you know, Logic or Pro Tools and to learn the software. Because the great thing is, is that I was, it's not like me breaking from Atlantic, oh, God, I can't record, or, oh, you know, they have my sessions. Or, no, I did, I have done and I am doing everything myself. So the only thing I lost out on was a distributor. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. the industry now is going towards, I don't know, I know you remember, we're back in the day, you know, I'm not trying to say, oh, nothing, but uh, back in the day, <laughs> you know, the industry was essentially um, a lot of independent labels with, you know, a lot of independent distributors, you know. Right. And a lot of people, you know, the, it wasn't just these huge record labels. That didn't happen until later on in the 60s and the 70s, really, but a conglomerates came in. But, you know, as far as the industry, it was always independent distributors. And in the, I mean, the Isley Brothers were on T-Neck Records after they were with Motown. And T-Neck, no one knows that. That was their own independent label, and they were just with an independent distributor. The game is moving, has moved back to that. It's really moved back to that. And you can thank Sean Parker um, from Napster, co-creator, uh, co-founder of Facebook for that because, you know, he set out to overthrow the major labels. He was successful in that. They're hemorrhaging money. They're making money, but they're hemorrhaging money as well. Mm. So mm-hmm. you can... Really, if you're an artist on your own, learn your craft. The stuff that you didn't care about before, trust me. Last year, and it's funny, I know I'm talking a lot, but this time last year when I when I made the the EP to you know pitch to Atlantic, basically to sign me, um, we went to the studio and we recorded it. And the first question out of my mouth was, "Is okay? Who's going to mix it?" We were looking for a few people. It was a whole big craziness. I I taught myself. How to, how to mix between mm. videos online, between books that I read, and mixing day in, day out, day in, day out. This is all I do every day, all day, until the wee hours in the morning. And that's all I've done on lockdown. And the difference between what I can do now and where I was then is, is incredible. It is. And you'll be, I'm sure, getting another single soon where you'll be able to hear that. But, I mean, that's the crazy thing. Learn as much about the game as you can behind the scenes. You know, the stuff that you don't care about as an artist, oh, well, Nixon, I'll get someone else to do that. I'll get someone else to master it. I'll get someone else to do it. No, do it yourself. You can do it all yourself now. And the tools that are available, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for not taking the time. And there's so much money that you save by doing that. If that's the one thing I could tell anybody who's listening from someone who's been signed with a major, they're going to make you do it yourself anyway. They're going mm-hmm. to say, hey, you got to make it hot anyway. So unless you've got a lot of money sitting on the side from however, where you can afford to pay this person, that person, that person, unless you've got that and don't mind giving it away, you're going to have to do it yourself anyway. So why not learn it and really know what you're doing? You know, and really get the sound of these records like you want. I mean, you can you can do anything and put it up online tomorrow, and there it is. 
You know, I'll quote Will I Am. This will be the last thing I'll say about it. Will I Am said last year in a interview in uh, the Delta. Um, you know, Delta Airlines has their own magazine on flights, mm-hmm. and um, Black Eyed Peas did an interview, and they asked him what he thought about the industry. You know, and he said that he loves it. It's a good time. They said, Well, you think that that's a dangerous thing to say? And he said, Absolutely not. He says. You know, because it used to be that uh, I had to get in touch with this powerful person, that powerful person, that powerful person, and they had to get my music to other people, and they influenced how things went, and that's how I became who I am. He said, nowadays, I can cut a record backstage, throw it up online five minutes before I go on stage, and my fans can have it. He's like, you know, now the people who are scared are your singers, are your rappers, because they can't hunt for themselves. And I'm not talking about singer, songwriter, producers. No. He's like, just singers. This is him saying mm-hmm. that. He said, mm-hmm. those are the people who are scared because what do they do? They get a manager, and that manager has to find, you know, producers with tracks, songwriters with songs. He's like, nah, get them people out of here. He's like, the people who produce themselves, who write themselves, they're hunters. He says, and we always going to be all right. And that's the thing. It's a good time for you as an artist independently to do your own thing, connect with the audience. I mean, it's a great time. So don't be fooled by the fact that, oh, well, things aren't doing so well with this, that, and the other. No, it's a great time for you if you are in in your mind, if you really want to make it work. You've got the tools available in spades. Do your research, make the investment, take the time, and you will be surprised. It's not easy. It's not as easy as it looks, but it's not as hard as you think, you know. Wow, so Mike. Well, thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, we got to have you call in again. I I think I'm going to try my best to do a roundtable like this at least uh, once a month um, to to be able to help artists to be able to um, really stay on track and um, find out what's new. And um, you mentioned to me the last time we talked about uh, the microphone I use, the Blue Yeti, but Mm -hmm. you were saying, um, speaking volumes about the Blue Yeti Pro. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about some about that again and some of the other equipment that you use that you think for someone who has a home studio would be a great benefit. Okay, well, the Yeti Pro is a fantastic mic because the great thing about it, unlike the uh, the standard Yeti that has um, 16, uh, it's 16-bit, you know, two-channel, um, and I think the highest rate of sampling it can do is 40 uh, for one. Um, and that's about your standard clarity of CDs just basically off the cuff. But when you have a Yeti Pro, then... Not only is it USB, but uh, the biggest difference is it's USB and XLR, meaning that you don't just go straight to your computer, but you can also run it through preamps in the studio if you need to. Um, it's 24-bit versus 16. That's double the bit rate, and it can do up to 196 kilohertz of sampling, which is four times the clarity of CDs. So when it comes to your mixing stage, when it comes to all of that, you can get the clarity of your vocal super crisp, and it's it's only in, what two hundred and fifty bucks versus your standard Newman audio mic being what maybe five hundred on the low end if you get it used six um, six there you go <laughs> see you get six hundred yeah. used on the, I mean or new on the on the low end the Yeti mm-hmm. Pro out does all of that stuff um, second of all I mean you talked about the different hardware and stuff I use I, my setup I use is is a MacBook Pro. With um, my mic, of course, I have a MIDI keyboard, and I run all my software since. I have Machine, M-A-S-C-H-I-N-E, from Native Instruments. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, we'll have to check out the videos for Machine. There's some awesome videos of people using that instrument. But go ahead, Mike. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and if you don't want to go the full route, if it costs too much, you can do the Machine Micro now. I sound like I'm selling a damn product. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you can do the you can do the Micro now. I'm a true believer, man. I am. Uh, you can go Micro now, smaller, uh, more portable. It's the same interface. It's just you know a little bit of a cheaper route. I like the full fledged. Um, as far as um, you know, mixing and all of that, I use um, some Shure 440 um, headphones that I mix on because I like the true stereo field in my face. And when I put it on monitors, and I use Yamaha NS10s, which are a real good flat frequency response. Um, and I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much it, man. Um, yeah, well, we're again, gonna have to close the show out on that, man, because I want to go ahead and play your "I Am the 99" track on the way out. Give us a quick. Intro, and I want to just say thank you real quick to everybody, D.T. Lamont and the Leo. I appreciate you guys, and we're going to have to do this again real soon. I'm going to make it happen at least by uh, early next month. Hey, man, I'm sorry I was late to the table, man. That's all right, man. And uh, give us a quick intro to I Am the 99, and we'll be out. I am the 99, man. Uh, if, you've, uh, if you're down, if you're not rich, if you're not balling out of control, if you're just a normal average human being that's uh, struggling hard to make it, this song is for you. Listen to the lyrics of it. Um, God bless, peace, and um, support, man. Michael Ayers 13, Twitter. And uh, that's it. <laughs> All right, Thanks man. Thanks a lot, man. We'll, we'll talk with you soon. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. I am the 99, and I'm not the only one. We've come to occupy, and we ain't leaving till we've won. I am the 99, and I'm not the only one. We've come to occupy, and we ain't leaving till we won. So many people starve, ain't got no food to eat. So many unemployed, the jobs are overseas. Made in the USA, it's just a metaphor. The proof is written in the fabric that we import. Politicians sold us out to the highest bidders. Our teachers nowadays are just somebody's babysitters. We can't afford the books, but we can pay for war. If we ain't got no future, what the hell we fighting for? So how am I supposed to teach my babies when I don't push a Bentley or Mercedes? And everywhere they look, they see their crime pays. But an honest living ain't worth nothing nowadays. These corporate mobs, they're so safe and honest And we should tell them truthfully they're liars Cause if we number up, they can't deny us So we gon' start a revolution fire I am the 99 And I'm not the only one We've come to occupy And we ain't leaving till we've won Help me say it. I am the 99, and I'm not the only one. We've come to occupy, and we ain't leaving till we won. The rich are getting richer by the second. They look at the rest of us and don't see a reflection. Think you want to holler and go grab a Smith & Wesson. Cause that seems like the only way that they gon' feel you stressing. But we don't break the law, we keep it legal. We live by the document that starts with we the people. Even though they treat us like we ain't never been equal. Then they sick 
everybody like we Don't get it twisted, yes, I love my country. But every day my kids are going hungry. And I'm fighting for a place that doesn't want me. They aiming at me like they wanna hunt me. That's why the time is now, please don't hesitate. And we gon' sing it loud like we celebrate. So if you're sick and tired of the bullshit, help me sing this loud and proud like you mean it. We'll see you next week.